when I was seven years old we went to Iran and in that time we have not car and we went by walking from my city to uh, close to the uh, border Iran. Uh, so many times I asked my mom to leave me there and to go because I can't walk anymore uh, because I don't know it's how many kilometers we walked by uh, I'm afraid and we have not uh, bread or some things to eat it and we are just uh, go and still I'm remembering so many family they left the kids there and they went and they can't carry the kids there. You are listening to Kurdish Women Podcast. KWP, a platform for and about Kurdish women. Follow KWP on Twitter at Kurdish W Podcast. Hello, Kurdish Women Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Zozan Yashar. Today, I'm going to talk with first Kurdish female photojournalist, Benar Serdar. Benar Serdar was born in Kirkuk, Iraq, and forced to flee to Iran with her family in 1991. Photography was an early passion for Benar, and as a refugee, she noticed that only male photographers were documenting the conflict in her war-torn country. Benar has worked with Metography Agency, the first Iraqi agency for photography. Their mission was to establish a thriving photography and photojournalism industry in Iraq that breaks down ethnic, cultural, and religious learning. Bernard currently lives in Bristol, England, and she works as a freelance photographer. Let's listen the rest of the story from Bernard. Hi, Bernard. Welcome to Kurdish Woman Podcast. Hi. How are you? Thank you. Benar, uh, could you please introduce yourself a bit and who are you? Uh, my name is Benar Serdar. I'm from Bashur, from Kurdistan Bashur. Uh, I born there and I born in one place. It's a really beautiful place. It's calling a dukan. It's a, there's a lake, really beautiful lake there. So and uh, let's talk about your journey to photojournalism because Kurdistan region is a bit um, difficult and hard for women to be a photojournalist there and you are one of the female journalists and you have experienced a really um, hard time mm-hmm. and you were there that was the time that ISIS came and could you please tell us about your journey to photojournalism how did you start work as a photojournalist yeah it's uh for the first time there's uh, some reasons let me to become a photojournalist the first one when i was uh like uh, seven years old when i became a refugee in iran and we were in a tent uh there and i saw many journalists and the reporter or videographer or photographer they came to our tent and i was in that time i was really shy or yeah shy person or it's a, so many times I hid myself took the camera and uh, those reporters when they took a photos of us 
and I asked my service just why they are um, taking photos for us why and how they are using these photos for where and I'm asking myself I'm not asking anyone in that time and this is the first reason is uh, to let me to become a photographer and really I wanted to do the same things just like them and the second reason it's uh, when once time I was working in one uh, company and while I finished my work and I came back to my house and in my way I saw demonstration there and there are so many foreign photographer and uh, male photographer there and I'm looking just for to find uh, the female photojournalist or female videographer there and I'm not find anyone or I'm not find any girl working as a photojournalist and in that time I decided to mm -hmm. become and I wanted to do a photojournalist and in the beginning it was just hobby and I took uh, the photos for everywhere every place or everything like uh, nature like a flower but after that when I found there's a one uh, photo agencies in a Kurdistan it's a first Iraqi agencies in Kurdistan and after that I contacted them and I phoned them they told me you are the first female photo journalist in our agency and I remember there's a one uh, guy his name Kamara Najum he was a, a manager for the metrography he said uh, in our uh, we have a garden but still we have not any flower there but when you came you became a first flower in our agency yeah and Kamran uh, if I remember uh, right Kamran was one of the photojournalists that kidnapped by ISIS and still we don't know what happened to that and you actually experienced that your friends miss missing in front of you and how how did you feel and then also how did you feel as a first female journalist photojournalist in Kurdistan uh yeah Cameron he was uh, uh he was my close friend and even he's uh, the manager uh, for the agencies and so many times he pushing me uh a lot to do my best for my work and he make me uh, to be really a good photojournalist and uh, yeah he was uh, kidnapped by ISIS in uh, 12th of uh, June 2014 yeah when the, the ISIS came to near Kirkuk and they kidnapped there yeah still uh, sometimes I said after camera and I will give up of my work as a photojournalist but after that I said no Maybe one day the camera will come back and to see my works and to see my stories and to see how I improved. And yeah. And hopefully he will come back. Uh, Binar, I want to ask you um, really like a question that I, because I am also a journalist and I work in Kurdistan and I know how it looks like being a journalist, being a female journalist. And what kind of difficulties have you faced during your work in Kurdistan and or in Iraq region 
or did you have any chance to travel or did you face any discrimination for being a female journalist and like what, what could, you, could you tell us about that oh yeah it's it's really difficult for a woman especially when you want to because as all of us we know about the photojournalists need to to do hard work or need to work it's not in the same city when she's living there and she uh, can go to another places but it's uh, some families they not allowed to uh, to to um, let the her daughters to go to any another cities it's not another countries it's cities but for me it's uh i was really lucky i have a really good families and they are really open mind and they let me to travel to uh, another city and when my family they saw my first stories published in a um, new york times and they they are really happy about it and they decided to what was the story uh, that uh, the story it's uh, about the woman police traffic traffic police woman yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Tra- traffic police woman and she's a second police traffic woman in a uh, Kurdistan and you know, she's uh, uh, working in a street it's um, she's she said I don't like to uh, just to stay at the office and really I want to go outside like a man and I can to be a police traffic woman uh, yeah it's uh, published in a New York Times after this and everyone's they know me by this story when they saying did you or see our story everyone they say oh police traffic woman yeah <laughs> that that's really good to see your work uh, it's been published in big media outlets all around the world what kind of stories you really cover and the region give you any opportunities to cover stories you want or or you don't make decision about stories just it's come up and then you go follow that and how you make decision about that and how, what kind of stories do you cover uh most of my stories it's about the woman issue and really i wanted to focus on it because uh, the men they can do it because it's not easy in in iraq or we can say in kurdistan to uh uh to do uh, the story about the women because the women they not allowed you they not allowed the men to go to the house with them and to stay uh, but for me as a woman as a woman uh yeah it's easy for me to stay with her and to talk about um, uh, the story and they let me to do it but uh, when i traveled uh, to another city to do my story there uh, so many times it's uh, really difficult especially in a checkpoint because i'm uh, travel alone and so many times they ask me why I'm not uh, with the man or wh- why the man not with me to travel because um, how can I go there and because I'm a woman and I'm a uh, only woman I can travel here and to go to some cities in uh, 
Iraq. Uh, yeah, it's um, sometimes the people uh, they talking about me. It's uh, why she is traveling alone, and how the mm, the families let her to stay outside, especially at night. Or sometimes I will stay three or four days in another city. Uh, but it's uh, for me. I'm not care about. I'm not cared about the people when they talked about me really because when I see my story or when I saw my those stories I did and I say this is my aim and I want to do you are listening to Kurdish women podcast KWP a platform for and about Kurdish women follow KWP on Twitter at Kurdish W podcast what is the difference between your life in Kurdistan as a photojournalist and as a photojournalist in UK and do you see any differences and how, how do you feel in this way? Uh, for to come here to England or to the UK it's mm, not in my hand it's uh, suddenly it's happened this and I came here and there's a difference between here and be- between Kurdistan uh, because uh, uh, in Iraq or in Kurdistan there are so many stories and you can do it by uh, it's easily I, I, I say or I can't say it's easily to do it because you know it's in it's your culture and you can you know the people there and uh, sometimes it's easy to um, travel to another city uh, because in Iraq every time I'm saying or we can say Kurdistan every time when you are awake in the morning and um, there's a new story every time but uh, while I came here because it's a uh, really new the country is new and the people is new for me and uh, it's take a time to uh, to it's the people to know you and you should to work Heart, I think is uh, 1,000 times more than the Kurdistan you should to work hard to the people to know you I think I left some uh, stories there uh, even I started a little bit uh, but it's uh, in the middle of the way or in the middle of the story I left there but really I want to one day to come and to go back and to continue my story there because uh, I have so many idea in my mind to do with uh, the stories and still uh, I'm sure I can do it um, but it's right now I have uh, stories here also what you experienced there and when ISIS was in Kurdistan and was killing thousand people and displacing many people and during is it the genocide you were there so like can you talk a bit about that and as a female journalist because you know we we know something that when a man covers a topic it's completely different they bring in a different way but when a female covers a topic and it, it's come up in more different way so we can we can actually understand the differences between men's men's story and uh, women's story 
Yeah. Uh, in the beginning of the war or when the ISIS came to uh, some uh, places in uh, near Kirkuk and really in that time I wanted to cover it but it's my families they not let me to go there because they are really afraid about it uh, especially my mom my mom every time she said I'm, I'm afraid about if you go there it's if you uh, kill there it's okay for me but if you it's just like if they kidnap you or if they will arrest you it's this is I'm afraid about it because I'm sure I can see you another time because when we heard about the ISIS they are uh, did so many bad things for the people and especially if they catch up hmm, journalists or photojournalists yeah it's it's really horrible but uh, when I went there for my first time and uh, I'm not let my family to know it and uh, really because I said oh I should to go there because this is my um, career I should to do it and I want to uh, just like those men when they went there and uh, I can't see uh, another girl or another photo female photojournalist there uh, I decided to go there and for first time when I went there uh, I was really afraid and it was really scared for the first time and even for the first time when I went there and I saw many people injured there especially the women and the kids and uh, still I remember the one families there's a one lady around with the three kids and he she's just shouting and she's just um, uh, uh, asking about the help if someone's help her because uh, she injured and her kids injured also and uh, when I for a couple of a uh, minute or so just can I say for a half of um, hour I put my cameras in one side and I wanted to uh, uh, help them even I know this is uh, maybe they will saying it's not your job to uh, help uh, but really when I saw the kids really uh, I mm, it was really I don't know how to describe this uh, and suddenly I uh, fainted on the ground because I saw uh, the blood on those uh, horrible uh, things and it's a life for a couple of hours they put it me in a, one ambulance and <laughs> uh, it's a yes, I don't know how sorry to hear that but uh, you also experienced uh, the Saddam regime and you were a refugee right mm -hmm. yeah and you you actually experienced two disaster second times you became a refugee and once and after Saddam regime you become a refugee in Iran and now you are a refugee in the UK mm -hmm. so uh, yeah it's a uh, uh, so many times um, uh, thinking uh, while I was a, a 
five years or, or six years old in that time till now there are so many bad or there are so many sadness in my life it's happened because when as I told you it's when I was a seven years old we went to Iran and in that time we have not car and we went by walking from my city to uh, close to the uh, border Iran uh, so many time I asked my mom to leave me there and to go because I can't walk anymore uh, because I don't know it's how many kilometers we walked by uh, uh, our feet and we have not uh, bread or some things to eat it and we are just uh, go and still I'm remembering so many family they left the kids there and they went and they can't carry the kids there mm, there's uh, one tragedy it's a like when we are in a Iran border there uh, I saw they wanted by uh, I don't know what the cables they wanted to cross to another place there's a uh, water there it's um, like a lake mm -hmm. they wanted to go by the cables to from here this side to go there and mm -hmm. sometimes when they went in the middle of the way the they fell in the water the kids and the women there and what? I saw those tragedies and still it's in in front of my eyes when sometimes I'm uh, uh, thinking about it and uh, uh, make me sad or upset about that uh, times yeah I grew up with the those sadness times or yeah and then on the other hand you became a photojournalist and you started yeah yeah those people who actually escaping or who was running from isis and uh or all other yeah this is yeah this is uh yeah i documented those um uh those uh, families when they escaped from the isis it's uh, for example when i did one story about there's two families, one of them, they are uh, uh, Christian families from the Muslim and another ones, uh, they are Sunni, uh, Muslim Sunni. They uh, escaped from the ISIS, the both, uh, even they have a different religion, but they are in a same situation. They have a same situation and they came to Kirkuk and they became a... We can say IDP because the IDP is in the mm -hmm. same country when you are mm -hmm. moving to another. Yeah, internally displaced. Uh, yeah, people. People, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, when I found that story. It's uh, there's a two families in different religion. They are living together, and I found this. It's really a good story to do it. And yeah, after that, uh, when I stay there for a couple of uh, uh, days with them without I'm um, using my camera I was just making a relation with them and after that they let me to take a photos uh, for them or to document the two families the aim of my story is uh, 
the calling my story it's um, to religion under one roof uh, really I want to show uh, to people or to the world to show them it's even they have a really uh, different religion but they can living together if um, the politician they let them because the um, people they can uh, living together and even uh, when I went there and I found they are living as a two sister especially the woman because they have the same situation and that the Muslim woman she has a handicap uh, one of the handicaps kids and another the um, uh, Christian uh, family they have the same things and they are uh, living together and uh, without they have any problems together um, yeah as I said that now you are in another country and we are in the UK and talking and from Scotland and like how did you find actually UK and do you see yourself forever in this country or do you have like any other plans and what are you planning actually to continue work on your stories and or make connection between um, international people and really what what is your goal in the UK and yeah the first my goal it's uh, I have a one dream when I was in Kurdistan really I want to come my dreams true and this ones it's a uh, in Kurdistan I wanted to um, to study the film and documentary but there's no any things like this in Kurdistan but uh, right now I'm working on it to go to study in a universities here uh, to study uh, what I dream it uh, uh, it's my one plan and this is my aim to do it uh, yes because it's really I I think or I'm sure uh, the Kurdistan need us to just like to go back and to do another stories there because there are so many stories left we should to do it uh, yes here also I I want to do the stories here and I have some uh, contacts and I want to grow my contacts here and I want to do the same things when I did in Kurdistan yeah, I know it will be really great. And do you have any uh, advice for young female photojournalists in Kurdistan or like any part of Kurdistan? Yeah, right now I think there are there are some uh, uh, Kurdish uh, photographers. We can say photographers. It's not photojournalists. Uh, they can do the some uh, kind of photographies. Uh, but really, we need a photojournalist, female photojournalist, uh, because, uh, as I say, there are so many stories still there, and there's no one right now to document this. And really, I wish I was there um, to do uh, the stories. But uh, really, I'm uh, so many times asking the females, uh, the female, uh, 
why they not do a photojournalist but they answered me they said our families they not uh, let us to do it and they can do a wedding photography or modeling photography but the photojournalist is a really difficult and it's really hard to do it as i follow many of your friends and photojournalists and um, photographers they left the country because they the place, the area became a dangerous place for all of these people, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you are not the only person who left Kurdistan. And there are other people as well. What happened really actually after that? Yeah, it's um, most of my friends uh, said like me when I'm right now I'm in the UK. Most of them, they left the country and they went to another countries and to find themselves there or we can say uh, they wanted to be a safe in another country and I'm still and I'm sure they're still they wanted uh, or they I can say by the mind or the brain they're in Kurdistan but it's uh, just by the bodies they're here I'm sure everyone's there uh, just thinking about Kurdistan and about those days when they worked there. And especially for the women, when uh, why they not become a photojournalist. It's, uh, uh, still, we want to do work on it to um, support those women or those wanted to become a photojournalist. Uh, really, I want to to talk about. Uh, there's one of my friends. She was with me, and she did the same things when I did. But it's uh, suddenly one day she told me, and she want to give up. And I asked her why you want to, and she said every time when I when I went back to home, and my father. Um, uh, shouting and he's a uh, yelling and he's saying you will not go to another time to those uh, to do this work because it's uh, the girls need to be stay at home before the dark mm -hmm. and this is even she's really good photojournalist it's she's doing a photojournalist also but it's after when her father mm, told her and she left the job. You are listening to Kurdish Women Podcast. KWP, a platform for and about Kurdish women. Follow KWP on Twitter at Kurdish W Podcast.